Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles. Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. How good it is to be with you again today. Ah, so wonderful. We are walking the talk. We're living the love. Yes, indeed. Opening our hearts and minds to the Holy Spirit, to the higher self, to divine intuition and insight. And we are grateful. So grateful. Sounds like I'm in prayer already, doesn't it? (laughs) So let's go for it. Let's turn within. Let's go into prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart, as I am doing, and take this deep breath of gratitude. We're not only tuning into the higher Holy Spirit self, we're not only lifting our vibration in love and gratitude, we're literally boosting our immune system, we're helping to heal at all levels, we're helping ourselves, we're doing ourselves a solid favor. (laughs) Oh, breathing deeply. So important to breathe deeply because inspiration and intuition really does come in on the breath. So we're breathing deeply with our hand on our heart. Focusing on love, being the love, being the peace. We invoke divine grace into our awareness. Surrendering any thought of separation. Surrendering any belief in lack or limitation. Surrendering any feelings, memories, ideas of unworthiness, of not enough, blame, shame, regret, resentment, doubt, worry. We're letting them all go. We are grateful. We're placing them on the holy altar fire of divine love, releasing our attachment to thinking we're right, to thinking we know how it should be, how it should have been, how it could have been, how it might have been. And we're opening our hearts and minds to the highest possibility of healing, the highest possibility of awakening and expanded awareness right now. We're declaring that we value more than anything else the pure love of God and our awareness of the love of God is our primary value. We are grateful and thankful to remember ourselves to come back to 
the holy awareness of our divinity, and we celebrate that we can and we do share the benefits with everyone. All is one, and we are lifted and shifted in the love right now. In gratitude, we simply let it be. We accept it fully, and we say, it is done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm really excited about this show. One of the things that is keenly interesting to me, or I'm keenly interested in, (laughs) one of the things that is most valuable to me, most important to me, one of the greatest treasures in my life is my ability to have clear knowing, clear insight. I'm so grateful right now to open to the intuition. And I've learned a lot about becoming a better receiver over my lifetime. And that includes receiving divine insight and guidance, divine intuition. And one of the things that many people would like to be is more intuitive than they are, more prescient than they are, more perceptive than they are. Why is that? Because the more we can clearly perceive our intuition, the more we can clearly hear the Holy Spirit, that divine voice, the better decisions we can make, the higher choices we can see and choose. And when we choose the higher choice, when we can see it more clearly, then our life goes substantially better. So one of the biggest challenges that human beings have on this spiritual path of awakening is we are challenged to trust and place our faith in God. So worry is the negative use of faith. I got that from Ernest Holmes. Worry is the negative use of faith. When we are in worry, which is a form of fear, right? When we're in worry, we are literally in that moment of worrying. We are investing ourselves in the idea that there is another power other than God, And because we're upset, we know it's not true. That's how you know something's not true is when you're upset. Because the truth sets us free. It doesn't upset us. When we're upset, it means we have decided to invest our faith, our intelligence, our life energy in something that's not true, in a belief that's not true. It's a false belief. So worry is false belief, and worry is investment in the belief that there's a second power. So let's say that I am really going to take that lesson from A Course in Miracles. I'm never upset for the reason I think I am. We're going to take that lesson, and we are going to embody it. We're going to really work it. One of the most primary lessons, number five in the workbook. I'm never upset for the reason I think I am. 
The reason we, we are upset is because we've decided to choose thoughts of lack and limitation and to pour our precious life energy and intelligence into them. That's the only reason we're ever upset. We're only ever upset because we're investing in the belief in separation. Worry is the same thing. It is the belief in separation. We're investing in it. It makes us feel worried. It makes us feel upset. It's a negative use of our imagination. And we can change our minds. However, we are not going to be clearly hearing divine guidance. At the same time, we're choosing to think thoughts of separation. Worry is that feeling, that anxious feeling, is the result of choosing thoughts of separation. Worry is the belief in another power, which, of course, is a thought of separation. There is no other power. There's just the one power and presence, infinite love, infinite intelligence. That's all we've got. That's all we've got, baby. That's all we need. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, Jeff is smiling in the control room. That always makes me happy. <laughs> So, if we are listening to uh, our own beliefs, uh, that, that habitual thought, the habitual mind, the ego mind is habitual, and investing in thoughts of lack and attack, thoughts of separation, we are not going to be able to also listen at the very same time to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to point you to, this is one of my favorite Quotes from A Course in Miracles comes from Chapter 8, Section 8, Paragraph 8. Got that? 888. Chapter 8, Section 8, Paragraph 8. The Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as your willingness to listen. It cannot be louder without violating your freedom of choice, which the Holy Spirit seeks to restore. Never undermine. The Holy Spirit teaches you to use your body only to reach your brothers so he can teach his message through you. And I, I can testify that to that because I know that when I really uh, started studying A Course in Miracles in earnest, uh, I was already, uh, I think I was just about to graduate from ministerial school and I'd been a practitioner for half a dozen years. And I became so impassioned, so passionate. I don't know if impassioned is a word, but I became very passionate about the teachings of A Course of Miracles. And I was so interested, as many of us are, in discussing the teachings with everyone I met. Because I love God, and I love talking about God. I mean, I'm such a God girl. I'm a geeky God girl, for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I have some friends of mine, uh, Liz and Paul Racy, people in the Agape community know them well. And uh, they're very, very dear friends of mine, prayer partners of mine. And I, I, they love to talk about God as well. And I've even called them up and said, hey, I, I know we're going to get together later for the barbecue. Can I can I come over early and we'll talk about God for a while? I just I just want to talk about God for a couple of hours before the barbecue. 
<laughs> that's what I like to do on my day off. Can we talk about God? So I that's why I started uh, a, a telephone phone study group, Course in Miracles phone study group. That's why I started doing this radio show. That's why I, I offer the Living a Course in Miracles class, which, by the way, we're well underway. Uh, we've got two weeks down. Rhonda Britton, awesome, awesome class with Rhonda Britton. Totally rocked the house with her. Now, all these eight-week, 16 classes of Living a Course in Miracles are free. You can register at livingacourseinmiracles.com. And... So Rhonda Britton was the first week, Ian Patrick, uh, second week, awesome teachings, just so darn good. And, and uh, Gary Renard, Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe, my uh, my friend now for, gosh, it's been quite a while. Uh, I guess we've been friends for about six years, something like that. Anyway, gosh, could it be that long? I think it is. Holy moly. So uh, he is our teacher this week. Lots of good stuff going on. I'm not going to get too uh, sidetracked by that. Anyway, um, I, I start all these things to share, to do exactly what the Course is talking about here in Chapter 8, Section 8, Paragraph 8, and then 9. Holy Spirit teaches you to use your bodily body only to reach your brothers and sisters. So he can teach his message through you. So this is the thing that I feel compelled to do is to share. Uh, I'm a learner. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm an active learner. And uh, I, I love learning. I make so many mistakes. And every time I make a mistake, I call it a tactical error or a mistake from which I can learn something that will be helpful to me in my life, in my growing and learning experience. So, I'm not a worrier because I know I'm going to make mistakes. I know there's going to be learning involved. One of the best ways to learn is to make mistakes. Uh, the example I use all the time is the toddler learning to walk. They literally, they learn to walk by the falling down, they are programming their neuropathways. So when we get to be adults, a lot of our neuropathways are programmed. And for some people, worry is the program, right? Because what happens is we saw our parents worrying. We saw our grandparents worrying. These were often the, the wiser people. We looked up to them. They, they seem to be, at least when we were growing up, the wisdom keepers. And so if we are raised that what the wisdom keepers do is they worry, we kind of think, oh, that's what smart people do is they worry. And there is this sort of hidden belief, I think, that for many people that if they worry, somehow it prevents catastrophe. And, of course, as new thought students, we know that all thought produces form at some level. That's the way the Course says it. All thought produces form at some level. So what is the form that's going to be produced by our worrisome thoughts? It's not going to be good. It's not going to be enjoyable. However, the one good thing that will come of our worrisome thoughts is we'll probably make more mistakes, 
have more problems and more opportunities to learn. So <laughs> if you really like learning, worry. Worry up a storm. You'll have lots of learning opportunities. More and more by the minute. <laughs> so it's good to laugh. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it good to laugh? We have to laugh at ourselves sometimes because human beings act in the craziest ways. People tell me that all the time. They say, gosh, I just feel like I'm crazy. And I say, well, yeah, there's a lot of crazy thinking going around. So, of course, you feel crazy, you know. Of course, you feel crazy. Half half the stuff that happens to us, it seems kind of crazy, right? I mean, just some of the cravings we get into, the addictive compulsive tendencies, it's all craziness, isn't it? Because... The only thing that's sanity is choosing love, choosing compassion, choosing kindness and forgiveness, choosing that oneness, that unity, that connection, what Course in Miracles calls extending, extending the love to our brothers and sisters. But most of us have been trained to protect ourselves from our brothers and sisters and, and think thoughts of lack and limitation, so we feel crazy. However... We can turn all of that over, turn all of that over. And it requires our attention because we're creating new habits. So for me, it's a focus on creating a new habit, replacing the old habit, which is no longer desirable, replacing the habit of worry with the habit of faith, replacing the habit of doubt and worry with trust and faith. Is it easy to do? No. But you know what? It's not easy to learn to walk either. It's not easy to learn to spell or to use a computer or to play the piano. There are many, many, many things that we learn how to do that are not easy to do. Now, reading A Course in Miracles is not going to help us change our habitual mind. It's not going to do that. How could it? Because the way we change our habitual mind is that replacement. So we replace the old thought with the quote-unquote new thought. It's really not a new thought. It's a true thought. It's really what it is. So we're replacing the false thought, the, the old BS with the new BS. That's what we're doing. Now, BS, of course, stands for belief system. So we're replacing the old belief system with the new belief system, the true belief system. And that's what we're doing here, right now. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're replacing the old BS with the new BS, or the true BS, I like that better, the true BS, the old belief system with the true belief system. And for me, this, I mean, listen up, because this approach is one of the things I teach in all my classes. You can also um, learn about all the different things that I offer at JenniferHadley.com. 
There's a million different things there. <laughs> Lots of free stuff too. And um, so this is the thing that profoundly helped me when I realized instead of trying to change my mind in the habitual thinking department, I'll replace the old thought with a new thought. So when you realize you're thinking the old BS, which you'll notice because you start to feel uncomfortable, you start to feel irritated, frustrated, that divine alarm clock is going off and you're uncomfortable. You replace that with the new thought, which is, first of all, partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Partner up. Don't go it alone. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. You know, think of, have you ever done this? Have you ever gone to great lengths to take a spiritual class? Maybe it cost you a lot of money. Maybe you had to drive a long distance, take a plane, uh, get time off from work. You know, you really, you know, you you find the babysitter. All these things that you do in order to go to that spiritual class. You learn something in that spiritual class. And then you go back home and you never apply it again. That is not what smart people do. <laughs> that is, that's old BS, right? So the thing is to learn how valuable it is to implement what we get from these classes, these workshops, these radio shows. Implement it. If you don't implement it, it won't work for you. I can't do that for you. No one can do that for you. No guru can do that for you. So we partner up with the Holy Spirit. And that's what it's saying here. Chapter 8, Section 8, Paragraph 8. The Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as your willingness to listen. It cannot be louder without violating your freedom of choice. So you have free will. Are you going to rely on your own ability to discern the highest choice? Are you going to rely on your own history and and the habit that you have of looking at your life through your history? Are you going to rely on that once again? Or are you going to partner up with the Holy Spirit and start to download some divine insight, some divine guidance? So this is the divine opportunity that we're calling forth. We can't ride two horses going in two different directions. So we have to take a stand. So what we we do is when we start to feel uncomfortable, we say, ah, I must be locked into that old belief system. It's time for me to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit. How do you do that? How do you do that? For me, I, I just call the Holy Spirit by name. I say Holy Spirit. I say, I am presence, because to me it's the same. I am that I am. I am that I am. I am that I am presence. I remind myself that I am not separate from divine intelligence. I am one with divine intelligence. And the teaching is ask and it is given. So what we're asking for is we're asking for insight. We're asking for clarity. We're asking for divine assistance in being able to perceive correctly. This is the little willingness that's required. And we begin to walk in this so that we start each day, as soon as we come to consciousness, before we even open our eyes. Holy Spirit, lead and guide me today. Direct me. Let me do your will, let me do divine will. 
And as we begin to do that, we begin to recognize that it's so much more fulfilling. It's so much more graceful. It's so much more prosperous and healthy and harmonious and purifying to follow divine guidance than it is to try and figure it out based on our history. Now, I'm going to give you an example. Some of you may know uh, David Hoffmeister. He, um, he's a friend of mine uh, now, a recent friend of mine. We met during the Living a Course in Miracles teleclasses yes, last year. We did several classes together, and we ended up having a number of long talks together. And uh, we just became friendly. Well, we recently had a, a few days together. He's going to be doing a class uh I think it's June 14th with Living a Course in Miracles again this year, which I'm looking forward to very much. He's such a beautiful, beautiful teacher. Anyway, um, I was telling him the story that a few weeks ago I was getting ready to go to Sunday service where I speak every Sunday morning and I had this big cup of, uh, so it was a tall mug of coffee on the bathroom counter, I placed it there before I was getting into the shower, and it's one of these um, go cups, so it doesn't have this heavy weight to it, it's, it's lighter, and uh, I didn't have the lid on it, because it was hot, and I wanted it to cool down a little bit, but I, I heard the voice of my intuition saying, don't you want to put a lid on that, and I thought, no, no, I don't care if it gets cold before I finish drinking it, I'm not going back to the kitchen I need to get in the shower now. So I got in the shower, took my shower, got out of the shower. I'm toweling off. What do I do? I hit that cup of coffee with a towel. And now I have a coffee-colored bathroom. It's coffee-flavored bathroom. The toilet, the walls, the tile, the bathroom, the floor, the tub, the whole uh, half of the room is now coffee-colored and coffee-scented. <laughs> Fortunately, I like coffee. But you know why it actually happened was I had a few too many things on my plate in that particular sequence of time, and I was getting a little stressed out, so I wasn't listening to divine guidance. I was thinking in that moment that I knew it wasn't worth a trip back to the kitchen. So I didn't do that. I didn't get the lid, and then I had a coffee mess. So I had to laugh. I had to take a deep breath because now I was going to be late to service, maybe, cleaning up this coffee mess. And what I realized, and this is what I shared with David, what I realized was it was such a good reminder because I I got a little stressed out. And I kind of forget what it's like to get stressed out. So it was a reminder, hey, this is what stress is like. This is what it's like. It's totally optional. You did this to yourself. You didn't follow divine guidance. And I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel, uh, I wasn't uh, self-recriminating. But it was my lesson in that if we don't listen to the small little pieces of guidance, the chances are we are not going to listen to the more major pieces of guidance. Because divine guidance almost always comes 
in the same kind of a voice. Now, it's different for everyone, but for me, I can say it's a clear, distinct thought or feeling or idea or words that I receive. And when it's divine guidance, it always feels pretty much the same. A, it feels gentle. B, it feels clear. C, it feels unwavering. It's, it's kind of like somebody is offering me something. I can refuse it or accept it. There's no demand in it. It's an offering to me. I can choose it or not. I can embrace it or not. So the voice, the intuition said something like, Put a, you, you might want to put a coffee, a lid on that coffee. Uh, it would be good to put a lid on that coffee. There was definitely a feeling in it of go back to the kitchen and get the lid. And in a sense, I'm really glad that I didn't because Sam harvested the learning right here with you. And now I'm remembering. I, it was just that little reminder that I needed. Follow the guidance. Trust. Have trust and faith. Don't trust in your own knowing. When you hear that voice, listen. Now, many people don't trust divine guidance because they can't tell if it's ego or intuition. And here's how you know. Ego will oftentimes scream at you. It will shout at you. Ego will oftentimes use uh, words that are belittling, that are um, unkind. Energetically, it will produce a sense of fear. But intuition is often kind, gentle, without any emotion whatsoever without any emotion whatsoever. Simple, plain, repetitive, highly, highly repetitive. So I'm going to invite you right now to place your hand on your heart and to turn within. And let's take some deep breaths because I really do believe that intuition comes in on the breath. Take some deep breaths and see if you can bring to mind Is there anything that you notice you've been getting as a repetitive thought over and over again that you've been ignoring? Is there a thought that keeps coming to you? Maybe it's been coming to you for years. Remember last week I was talking with Regina Dawn Akers and she shared the story of how her intuition told her to quit her job <laughs> and how terrifying it was for her. See, now, she knew, and she talked about this, she knew that her fear was because she didn't want to quit her job, not because of the guidance. So that's a really important distinction. Is it that the guidance suggests to you that, uh, oh, walk across the room and talk to that person over there. 
you don't know why. It might be that they're the love of your life and you've been waiting for them. It might be that they're going to be your new employee or your new employer. Or who knows? They're going to provide some introduction to you that's highly beneficial. You don't know. But if it strikes terror in you because you don't feel comfortable approaching a stranger, it's not the guidance that's frightening you. It's you don't feel comfortable following it. So, But if, if it's the ego talking to you, the ego will say things like, you stupid little loser. The ego will say things to you like, you should do this. That should word will be in there. Whenever you hear that should word, you can almost guarantee yourself that is the ego. That is the ego. Holy Spirit will never tell you what you should do. Holy Spirit will always offer what you could do. We'll be offering you the highest choice, the highest possibility. So we're training our mind to look for the highest possibility and to value it. Because when we get into the groove of listening to that voice and following it, life gets so much easier. If I had just gone back to the kitchen, it would have taken me 30 seconds to do that. I wouldn't have spilled all that coffee. But because I'm a lifelong learner and I'm an active learner and I like learning, I harvested the learning. I didn't I didn't even need to forgive myself because I just saw right then as I spilled the coffee and saw it dripping down the walls in my bathroom, I said, Oh, okay, there's a learning here. Oh, this is this is I like learning. I ignored the guidance and here's the lesson. Okay, cool. Nothing is broken. Nothing is really damaged. I've got towels. I can clean it up. Nothing nothing bad happened. I made a mistake. I had the opportunity to follow divine guidance, and I didn't listen. So what I'm inviting you to do is, would you be willing to entertain following that guidance that you've been getting and you haven't been following. Now, here's how you begin to entertain it. Because if it starts to make you nervous, here's how you begin to entertain it. You invoke the Holy Spirit. Remember, asking it is given. You ask for divine assistance. And having the strength of mind, the strength of heart, the courage to follow divine guidance. You ask for divine assistance in following your intuition. You ask for divine assistance in being willing. Maybe you affirm, I am willing to be willing. And you begin to entertain the possibility. Maybe you invoke the Holy Spirit and you ask for assistance in releasing any resistance that you have, any reluctance that you have. One of the things I can share with you is for years, for years, maybe three or four years, I prayed many times a day, every single day, to release all resistance and all reluctance. 
to hearing the voice of the higher holy self. To release all resistance and reluctance to following divine guidance. Because I've had so many examples where following divine guidance has led me to something absolutely extraordinary and magnificent that I could not have discovered any other way. I had to be willing to get out of my own thoughts about it and to replace them with the true thought. So I ask for divine assistance in being more willing. I ask for divine assistance in valuing divine guidance and having the courage to follow it. Once you get into this habit, your life will become so much easier, so much more graceful, so much more fruitful, so much more enjoyable. It is going to be amazing. Are you willing? Are you willing? Yes. Yes, I hear your yes. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening. Living the love, walk the talk together on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. 
If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. So we're talking about inspiration, intuition, and how to tune in and tap into it at the very highest levels. So we're recognizing that if we're listening to the voice of the ego, we can't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. If we cherish our own thoughts, then we're not going to be so interested in divine guidance and divine insight. So we have to be willing to value the voice of the Holy Spirit. And what I believe is that divine guidance is always coming. It's always arriving. It's always there for us. It's 24-7. But if we are not interested in it, We won't even hear it. We'll think it doesn't exist. But the way I think of divine guidance is it's always live streaming. In uh, chapter 5, section 1, paragraph 4, it says here, talking about, um, well, the chapter 5 is about healing and wholeness. And it says here, it's talking about the Holy Spirit and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and Jesus is saying to us, I myself said, if I go, I will send you another comforter, and he will abide with you. His symbolic function makes the Holy Spirit difficult to understand because symbolism is open to different interpretations. Uh, Let's see. As a man and also one of God's creations, My right thinking, which came from the Holy Spirit or the universal inspiration, taught me first and more foremost that this inspiration is for all. So Jesus is telling us here that when he was walking on the earth as a man, his right thinking, which came from Holy Inspiration or the Universal Inspiration. So to me, he's saying here, Holy Spirit and Universal Inspiration are the same thing. It taught, He says, it taught me first and foremost that this inspiration is for all. I could not have it myself without knowing that it was for all. The word know, K-N-O-W, is proper in this context context because the Holy Spirit is so close to knowledge that he calls it forth or better allows it to come. So we're allowing the knowledge to come when we are aligning ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Now, doesn't that sound so much better than trying to figure it out by a process of mistakes? Divine knowing, doesn't that seem a much more efficient way to go, less pain, more grace. Jesus goes on to say, I've spoken before of the higher or true perception, which is so near to truth 
that God himself can flow across the little gap, the gap between your awareness and, and the true perception. Knowledge is always ready to flow everywhere, but it cannot oppose. Therefore, you can obstruct it, although you can never lose it. The Holy Spirit is the Christ mind, which is aware of the knowledge that lies beyond perception. So, we're remembering that what true healing is, it's, it's, it's reparation, it's, it's restoration. We're remembering ourselves. And following divine guidance is one of the greatest tools that we have because divine guidance will always remind us to look within. Divine guidance will always remind us that our best path of awakening awareness is to seek the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto us. The ego will always give us the opposite guidance The ego will always tell us to look without, to look outside of ourselves, to think that we're missing something and that we need to get something. So think of this. The Holy Spirit is always going to guide us to recognize all we need is within, within that connection to the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is always going to guide us to know the unity and wholeness of all life. If we are one with the one, what need do we have that could not be met in God? Right? It's crazy to think that we have a need that can't be met in God if we know that we are one with God. However, if we believe, which we can't know that we're separate from God, we can only believe it because it's not true. It's a belief. It's not a knowing. It's not wisdom. If we believe that we're separate from God, We're going to look outside of ourselves. We're going to look outside of ourselves and we move into that place of seeking but never finding. Seeking but never, ever finding. It's up to us. Are we going to seek within? We're going to seek without. Now, here's the thing. People who entertain thoughts of lack and attack, thoughts of limitation and separation, are always going to feel, to some degree, unworthy. When you allow yourself to entertain highly critical, attacking thoughts, and you believe you're entitled, you believe you're right, and especially if you try and coerce other people into believing it with you, and infusing them with doubt, you will feel unworthy. You feel unworthy of God's love because you are denying God in your life. You feel unworthy of God's goodness because you are denying your connection with your brother, your sister, your neighbor. People think that they feel unworthy because they're too short or too tall or too fat or too skinny or their breasts are too big, or their breasts are too small, or their their butt is this or that. You know, people have all kinds of ideas of why they think they're unworthy. They think they're unworthy because they don't make 
enough money to be worthy. They think that they're unworthy because this one's prettier than they are or handsomer or whatever it is, that their skills aren't that valuable. These are all just opinions. If you place your faith in your own opinions, it's the same thing as worry. It's the negative use of faith. You're saying that there are two powers in the universe, and the two powers are your opinions and God. Or maybe there's many powers, everybody's opinions and God. So if you do that, you're always going to feel that sense of separation, that sense of worry, and a deep sense of unworthiness. You're going to feel like there's something wrong with you. But the fact is, there's nothing wrong with you. There is something wrong with your thinking, and it can be corrected. And you know what? You don't even have to be the one who corrects it. But you can allow the Holy Spirit to correct it for you. And you have to value that, though. You have to value the Holy Spirit's correction. If you don't, you won't get it. You won't hear it. (laughs) Remember, the Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as your willingness to listen. Isn't that actually really good news? Because you can increase your willingness to listen. And this is what prayer can help us do. Having a habit of prayer. This is why one of the things that I share every day is my prayer for today. And you can access the prayer for today in a number of different ways. You can call in on the phone or you can listen online. And all those details are on the prayer page at jenniferhadley.com. When you go to jenniferhadley.com, one of the things I invite you to do is sign up to receive my Get Over It workshop. My Get Over It workshop is a... Uh, audio workshop that you can download and listen to and it is for anyone who has got something that they just can't seem to get over I had something I couldn't get over I had to learn how to get over it and that's why I have this workshop for you Um, let's see jenniferhadley.com for the prayer get over it also, you can sign up for my daily blog at livingacourseinmiracles.com, livingacourseinmiracles.com. We've got our eight-week free class, 16 classes, and these are real classes. It's deep, powerful stuff. Gary Renard is our teacher this week. Join us. It's totally free. All you have to do is give us your email. We'll email you the details, and then you're in. You're in. Also, look for me on Facebook, Course in Miracles Pledge at Facebook. So let's turn within right now. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a deep breath of gratitude. So grateful, so thankful that the love of God is all that we are and that everything we need is within us. So grateful and thankful that we are learning to value the voice of the Holy Spirit. We share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone. And we joyfully let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much. I love you. Have a great week.